series here is a thing, and it's a uh, it's a uh, one portion of the the theme that God gave us for the year, um, destined destined for deliverance. And so I'm excited about this um, because I just the Lord really just has impressed upon me and confirmed um, in in my fathers and and others that that God wants to do some things in people's lives, and sometimes we settle into situations that God wants to deliver us from. And it doesn't matter how long that thing has been hindering us. God still has the power to bring us through it. So please take the time to connect with us and, and participate in this series, like it or share it, uh, send us prayer requests. We want to pray with you. We want to believe um, God for you in the areas that you're seeking him for deliverance as well. Amen. All right. And so, uh, Destiny Generation, thank you. Thank you for, for being here. Thank you for allowing me to speak things into your life. Um, today, uh, really simply, um, I really want to, first of all, just give you what we, um, our, our prophetic impressions for the year. What you'll see as I go through this list of prophetic impressions is that a lot of them were carryover from last year. Why? Because when the, de when the calendar changed date and the year changed, some things God hadn't got completely done with and uh, some, some things that God wants to do in us and as a people gonna take more than one year to get done. And, um, you know, sometimes... We feel like it's a new year, so we need a new year's resolution. No, you need a new year's revelation that produces a new year's revolution. Did you catch all of that? You don't just not just a resolution. You need a revelation that produces a revolution and an ultimate change in your life. And some of that revelation is built on things that he's already told you. Right. The Apostle Paul told Timothy from a child, you've known the Holy Scriptures. So there was things that God was teaching him, but it was based on things he already knew. And he was building up to the thing that God had called him to do and to be. So I'm going to just introduce uh, my prophetic impressions. Now, listen, half of the list, you know, half of the list, you don't. But even the part that you don't know, you, you don't have to take it all down. I'm going to have a handout for you. So just enjoy the word. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm telling you this so you don't have to try to scratch, do the scratch all. You know, the scratch all when you're trying to... You ain't got to do all of that. What I do want you to do as you're listening to me share the prophetic impressions that I have, I want you to listen to the voice on top of my voice. And if while I'm talking to you, the voice on top of my voice says something, write that thing down. Now, whatever he said, you write that down. Pastor David, why you tell me that? Because scripture says um, Jesus asked his, has, asked his apostles, he said, um, who do men say that I am? He said, if you hashtag Jesus Christ, what would come up in the social media? And they said, hey, there's some fake news out there about you, Jesus. Some say you wanted the prophets and John the Baptist or Jeremiah or one of the old dudes come back a second time. He said, who do you say that I am? He said, Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said, flesh and blood didn't get that to you. But my father. Now, when Jesus said that, Jesus himself was flesh and blood. So what he was saying is, I've been talking to you, but while I've been talking to you, my dad's been talking to you too. So what I want you to do as I'm as I'm giving you the prophetic impressions, because I'm gonna give you a handout with all of the words, it's gonna be all pretty. Lady Nedra's making it all pretty, it's gonna all look good, it can be there with you. You know what I'm saying? So she's got that stuff all worked out, it's coming. 
the um, checks in the mail, checks in the mail. What I want you to do while I'm giving you the prophetic impression is listen to the voice on top of the voice. Now, if the voice on top of the voice says something to you, write that down because that's God speaking. All right. And then the second thing that I want to do is uh, just lay the groundwork for this for this series destined for deliverance. What, Pastor, what do you mean about that? Um, I'm saved, so I'm delivered. Well, are you? Um, or are you carrying baggage that's slowing you down on the destiny path? Are you carrying things that are hindering your progress? Are there things that you're dealing with and have been dealing with for a long time? Maybe it's things personal. Maybe it's things structural. Um, you know, uh, it's always interesting. I, you know, I'm, I'm, a lot of people don't don't you know for for those of you that know I'm a I'm a manager I'm a senior manager um, kind of first level type executive at work and um, some people don't like that kind of responsibility not not in the sense of doing a job but being the person that says you can no longer work here okay and um, and that's difficult. I don't take it lightly when I have to do the difficult things for people. But I understand that that's part of the responsibility. If I can't do that, I can't do the whole job. What I do like is being a person when decisions like that are being made to have a person that looks like me at the table. Because as one of my friends says, if you might, if you're not at the table, you might be on the menu. If you're not at the table, you might be on the menu. And so I like being a person to say, no, 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 not that one. Because a lot of times when those decisions are made, they thinking about who oh, look like them and not look like you and me. I'm just, I ain't mad at nobody. I'm not mad. But I had I've had child please. I had to go to bat and say, uh-uh, uh-uh, this, mm -mm, mm. I don't know, I don't know, you know. And see, then people judge you on all kinds of issues. Well, he, you understand what I'm saying? You need somebody at the table, baby. What I'm telling you is that deliverance is not just, per that's, you need structural deliverance. You need systemic deliverance. They told us in the news, I'm trying to get to, I'm trying to start. I'm going I'm to get there. Wells Fargo. I'm calling out names. This public, this public record. Systematically was charging people's credit, running up their credit, doing all kinds of crazy stuff at the millions of dollars level. Now, if one of you had walked into a bank with a note, just a note, not even a gun, they'd have came and got you and put you in one of them orange jumpsuits. Your new orange is the new black. Yeah, you would have known that, right? But these people get away with millions of dollars. And all they get is golden. They don't, they don't even get handcuffs. They get a golden parachute. 
they get out. They, they, they still walking free. Why they didn't jack people's credit up? See, you need deliverance from stuff. And it's not just your own personal issues. There's societal things that God can deliver you from, too. And so I want us to think about when we think about the deliverance, I want you to think about it broader than your personal. Now, think about your personal issues. You know, the opioid crisis doesn't stop at the church door. It's not only people out there that's smoking that wacky tobacco. You understand what I mean when I say that? It's not just folk on the outside that's doing that. Sometimes we're turning to things when our situations get stressful. Okay? And um, we're, we're, we're on our way to heaven, but we're carrying baggage that God intended to get off of us. And so when we think about deliverance, don't put it out there. I'm, I'm, I'm going through Pastor David's list. I, we're go, you're going to have, at the end of service, we'll give you um, your goal sheet. These are the things where you as a family um, write down things you're believing for and what you want God to do for you as I lay out these things. God, you know what? I believe that you're trying to move on on deliverance in this area of my life. Then write that down. You and your family get together and say, hey, you know, I, I believe God wants to make us good disciples in this area, and these are people that God wants us to disciple. Then write that down. Here's, here's my goals. Here's the things. Um, here's the things that I'm confessing that I want to be in agreement. So we have that form there, and we like for you to, um, to take one, write it down, and then have one for us to also um, study because I take those and pray over them. I prayed over your 2018 ones this, this morning. All right? Now, um, you know, some people really went in, and some people just wrote a little something-something. Well, if all you gave me was a little something-something, that's all I'm praying is a little something-something. You know, um, I would encourage you to take the time, since you're in consecration, you are consecrating, right? Since you're in consecration... You ain't got time to do nothing else. Now's to take the time to just, you know, get your list together. Okay? God, just, get, you know, I'm believing you to move in these areas. All right? And so that, that's, that's the spirit of today. So as, as the, as the uh, sign says there, our theme is destined for deliverance, discipleship, and dominion. All right? And so I believe that um, there are various, or scripture tell us that there's various aspects of Jesus, but I feel particularly challenged that he wants to go from areas that we have been forgiven and go on to be delivered from them, right? So uh, forgiveness has to do with the penalty of sin. Deliverance has to do with the prison of sin, because I can be delivered from the penalty, but still be in prison, and I can't break free from that thing. And so I have something that I go to, and it's like 
something that hangs on and holds on to me, when I try to get let it go, it's still there. And if the right situations and the right triggers happen in the right order, I'll be right back where I was. All right? And so that's what we mean when we're talking about deliverance. And then we'll be talking about and deal with the intentionality of reproducing our lives and others. All right? And so, man, I enjoyed it. I sat in on our, our second um, class uh, this morning in Believer's Catechism and, and, and stopped into our Intro to Foundations class and just, just the dynamic of how we reproduce ourselves and others. Well, if you're going to reproduce it, then you got to get it right, baby. You can't be half-stepping. I tell people, listen, if the prototype is wrong, making more copies won't make it right. So you're, you're supposed to be a master copy of what God wants to do in other people's lives so that you know this thing, and then as you minister from your life to their life, then what's on you can get in them, and then that's how the, that's how the church grows and the kingdom of God expands. All right. And so we want to you're destined for discipleship. To be discipled yourself to the point that you can reproduce yourself in somebody else. Right. Through prayer, through relationship, through giving them the regimens that you're walking through in your own life. All right. And that's why this deliverance thing is so important. Because what you don't want to have happen is people get confidence in you being up there and then something that you got in the background pull you down there. Then they don't trust you. They don't trust the church. They don't trust nobody. They just like, I'm done with that stuff. And there was nothing wrong with God. It was just something wrong with you. Right? So you want to make sure that um, that's, that's why we're doing this deliverance thing. See, even before Jesus went into public ministry, he had to face his private demons in the wilderness. So Satan was trying to see, could I get him? Could I hit him at home with nobody around? Because if I got him at home, then I'll, I'll jack him up in public. And what we see is we see people, including ministers of the gospel, who who have these great public platforms, but their private stuff is jacked. You understand the word jack, right? I wasn't too sensitive to your ears. I just, I just want to make sure that I get my life right. Now, now discipleship is a process. So uh, I, I tell them at work, I said, when we, when we run into a problem, I said, you know, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be. Like in marriage, I aim for perfection and I settle for progress. But I should be progressing. I should be able to look back over the trajectory of my life and see that there were things that the devil hit me with that he can't hit me with no more. The important thing about deliverance is, is that in an area that God delivers you, you got to get strengthened in that area because the devil's not going to walk away from it unless you push him out. And you're going to have to strengthen yourself in that area because he plan on coming back and challenging you. All right. And so, you know, we can pray here. And get the devil off you. But because your house, you are clean, but empty. 
he'll go get seven devils worse than the one that was there. And the scripture says the last state will be worse than it was the first time. Right? So if you're not really, <laughs> it'd be better for you just to keep your pet devil if you're not going to do the work that it, that's required to stay delivered. <laughs> See, that, that's, a, that's a tough thing, but look, we'll look at all of the times where Jesus delivered a person and said, go and sin no more lest a worse thing comes on you. All right? And then, of course, all right, so the expectation is that each one of us will lead, love, and live in front of. We will lead people, we will love them, and then we will live our lives in front of them. See, you can't disciple people, you know, you know, living behind an iron curtain and just, ta-da, you come out on Sunday and go back in. If you're really going to disciple somebody, you've got to be willing to engage and get in their lives. And you got to let them get in your life, too. Sometimes we just like, we like drive-by church, drive-through, right? I can drive in, get a good word, give a good offering, give a good offering, give a good offering. Drive-through, get a good word, give a good offering, and drive on, and then I can live my life all by myself. But to, if, to really disciple, the reality is, you're going to have to get involved with people and people are going to have to get involved with you. You know, they got to come to your house. I want them kids on my furniture. Any of y'all, Apostle had that plastic furniture. You know, it was covered. It was furniture, but it was covered with plastic. Y'all know what I'm talking about? In the summertime, make your legs sweat. Any of y'all had that furniture, a room? You can't go in that room. I'm like, who get to go in that room? Is Jesus in that room? <laughs> I was a kid. I'm like, why is that room so special? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Who get to go in there? You know? <laughs> then she'd be going away from home. So I just want to sneak in there just to see what it felt like. Shh, don't tell her. Shh, don't tell her. If you're going to disciple people, man, you got to let them get in your life. You know, and, and that's inconvenient. Okay, but, but how, what, what is, how committed to you are you to the things of God? All right? Discipleship going to mean sometimes you're going to wish that you could do, and you got to go do something different. You know, being a pastor after... Listen, I'm hustling just like the rest of y'all on Monday. Most pastors on Monday is their day off. But Monday, I'm back in the grind, baby. I'm back in the hustle. And listen, the struggle is real. So for me to do what I do here, I have to put myself in some inconvenience. But listen, it's your turn to put some points on the board, too. You're going to have to put yourself in some inconvenience to do something, to help somebody. Yep, go out of your way. Yep, mm -hmm. Don't worry, it'll wash off. You know, my car, my car is getting dirty. My, my car is dirty. I mean, I got on kids in it. 
you know, you understand what I'm saying? We've got to be willing to engage people if we're going to do this thing about discipleship. And then the last one is in the area of dominion. We will continue to deal with leadership, stewardship, and community impact. That, that there is a place that God wants, listen, listen, God wants you to be, to, to, to determine the spiritual climate in your neighborhood. That's dominion. He might be leading you to do prayer walks and pray and walk by the drug house and bind the devil in Jesus' name. Keep moving. Keep moving. He ain't told you to stop. Keep moving. Don't stop in. I was just, no, don't stop in. Especially if you got some deliverance issue. Just keep moving. Keep moving. Keep it moving. Bind that devil and keep moving. Okay. I go by the strip joint. I bind it, but I keep moving. I don't stop in to see. I don't need nothing to see. Everything I see at home is all good to me. But I bind it, but I keep it moving. All right? But God wants us to have dominion. What if we're the people that shut down things because we have bound the spirit that's behind that thing in that area? That's dominion. All right? Okay. So, I got eight, eight insights for our uh, prophetic impressions for destined for deliverance, discipleship, and dominion, right? The first four is the ones we have from, from last year, so they're not new. But just what if God reveals something to you? So don't just, don't turn me off. Just listen and see if he's talking to you as well. The grace is on Destiny Generation Church's members and partners to be a lighthouse within our region. Let your light shine. Allow men to see your God works. There's a play on words and glorify your father in heaven. Right now, think about last year. Think about the time we had, you know, our water crisis engagement. And, you know, who, who would have known at the beginning of the year when we wrote that down in 2018 that I'd have um, an activist actor like Hill Harper come and, and try to help us to do what we were doing here. Or our Destiny Festival, where we had 100K ideas, helping people who had business ideas to get them out. Or, you know, Aerotech and who, helping people to get into the, the Lear um, plant that's coming up. So we were doing things to engage people in Destiny as a lighthouse within our region to do good work. Well, listen, we did some, but we not done yet. All right? That's why that one's still on there. We're believing that God's going to give us some things this year. And... Tim for us to, to do our Destiny Festival. I intend for us to have um, some other things, maybe do some worship things. Certainly, our, I want to build like standard kind of big events that we do, right? Um, certainly, our Destiny 4 conference and so on. But things where, uh, but I love the Destiny Festival because it was some things that was traditional church, but some stuff that wasn't nothing traditional to church. It was just helping people in the community make impact. All right. And I want you to be thinking of that because I believe that all of the wisdom for this isn't coming out of me. Right. So if you got something, bring it to pastor. Now, don't get mad. Don't come with your feelings on your sleeve. If I don't just move on it tomorrow because the heavens open and parted when the Lord told it to you, just let me process it, too. Just like when I tell you to do something that does said the Lord, pastor, I got to go pray about it. We'll go pray about it. But let me give me the same opportunity as well. Amen. All right. 
So that's number one. Two, God is raising us up as an embassy of his kingdom, a place where ambassadors gather and for which they exercise governmental dominion regionally. Our sound is going throughout the whole world. So when we think about think about our leadership conference, the kind of ministers that came in here and people came, they said, they told me, they said, Pastor David, now you could have put this in a hotel and had a big old conference. I could have, but God told us to do Destiny Generation. And it was, listen, the kind of conference we had, retail, you would have paid thousands of dollars to do, you know. I could have put that in some big hotel if I had the, you know, the following. Um, we could have had a much bigger thing because the word was solid enough to put any place on the planet. Okay. And uh, some people, and listen, I ain't, I'm not done yet, right? 2019, I got to get my Lady Nedra, I got to get get my, my things out today, this week, this week, make sure, because I got to get my people. Lord gave me some names of people he want me to be pulling on. And so we're going to keep those kind of things going more and more, where people not only will, are what we do, but other leaders from other churches will come here and get things that they need to go back and do their assignment where God assigns them. All right? And so I believe that there is, you see the kind of teaching, the kind of empowerment teaching that we do here. That empowerment teaching is not just for you. Other leaders, I believe, will come here and learn things that will help them go back to where they are and do their assignment. I mean, I, I did the thing here and the day that Bishop Granham was speaking and I laid some stuff out and Bishop Thompson said, man, that list was good. I need, send me them notes. Yeah, Bishop, you can have them. Of course you can. In Jesus' name. You understand what I'm saying? But, but what we got here was something that he could take back with his assignment and can help him do what he does. All right? And see, that's one of the things I want. Listen, don't let the size fool you. I remember when uh, young Charles there was a was a was a much 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 younger, um, shorter, um, without all that deep voice that he got now. Um, one time when he was young, he said, "You know, we're a small church with a big job." I was like, "Lord, that's good. That's like a woe statement." I mean, you know, coming from a child. And so I've always thought about I can play bigger than my than what my surroundings tell me. But you can too. That's that leadership. That's why we're teaching on leadership because that grace is on you too. Don't let the devil tell you, you just, you gotta be small. Who told you your business was small? Who told you it had to be small? <laughs> they had, uh, one of my, my Christian uh, millionaire mentors from afar, from afar, um, they had him speak at a conference on, on, um, on businesses, on small business and how to get that going. And he, he said, before we start thinking about business, we need to define what's a small business. And they said, we hadn't thought about that. He said, what do you, he said, uh, well, what do you think is a small business? And he said, General Motors. And he said, and he was like, General Motors, what you talking about? All of them cars and all them places in the world. And he said, um, this year, General Motors, even though it had all of those people, didn't make a profit. 
And even though I have a much smaller enterprise, I still got more money come going coming in than went out. So no matter how big you are, if you ain't making big money, you really not big business. <laughs> it's a mindset. I want you to understand the mindset that you are a leader where God has you. Three, God is gracing and the maturing aligned believer to multiply, to evangelize, follow up, disciple, and oversee. You are commanded, commissioned, and empowered. Leverage your position among them to call them out of darkness into the marvelous light. We talked about that at the beginning, so I won't go further in that one. Four, prayers of intercession and spiritual warfare will be necessary to reap the harvest of souls. So we still in a mode of prayer right? And so you should expect that we're going to gather together on a, on a consistent regimen to pray and intercede and ask God to do things, all right? Earnestly contend for souls to be brought into the faith. Withstand the onslaught of wickedness in our day. As you called your loved ones out before God, he will move on their lives. Now, that's a prophetic word. You call their name out. Open your mouth in prayer and talk to God about them. They may be big for you, but they're not big for him. All right? So call it out. Um, number five. Now, this is the new, new part of the list. God is calling you to receive Jesus' ministry of deliverance from hurts, from hindrances, from habits, and from strongholds. But hold it. Not only is he calling you to be delivered, He's also calling on you to be a deliverer. Further, he is calling you to be his minister of deliverance. That's why you got to get delivered, all right? Because game recognize game. You can't be coming up against a devil with the same devil in you that you're trying to get off somebody else. He's going to come back and say, no, I got you on lock, bro. You better step off, all right? So you got to make sure that you get this stuff off you. You know, you have work dealing with somebody, you know, and they coming to you confessing, man, I, I got this issue, you know, I, you know, I got, I'm dealing with pornography. And then you start praying for him. Then that demon jump off of him and try to get on you because, you know, at home, you still peeping. Right? So you, you got to make sure that you have the goods. Now, if you're going through the classes that we got here and participating with us, you will have the goods. If you're doing the work that it takes, the goods will be there. But you got to have them because he's counting on you to help somebody else. It's not just a come bless me club. You're supposed to have something to help somebody else. Number six, God is calling us to receive babies, children, teens, and young adults as if we are receiving Jesus himself. How we minister to them will extend our ministry beyond our lifetime. From our grave, we shall still speak. All right? So expect that we're going to mobilize as a congregation to, to reach out to young people. Go door to door. Hey, you know, so some of y'all ain't gonna be able to sit up here. Y'all done heard me enough and you got the YouTube and I'm going to start putting you into some classes and talking to some young people, right? Because sometimes their attention span not the same as yours. And I used to sit and steal. Lord, help us. But I'm glad that they're here. I'm at. 
I'm just saying we're going we're gonna to work together and we're going to work to utilize the space that we have. Whatever we have, we're going to make it effective for what we need to do. And we're doing that believing that when we get to the point where we're bursting out the seams here, that God will have the next place for us to go to and do it again. All right. Number uh, that was six. Number seven, God is challenging you, you, not somebody else, you to develop the mindset, the motivations, the maturity, the mannerisms, the movements, the measurements, the management, the milestones, the momentum and the trademarks of stewardship and leadership. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break that down, Pastor. I ain't got all that. Don't worry. You don't have to write it all down. I told you. I'm going to have a handout for you. So you, you don't, I don't understand what all those words mean. Don't worry. You will. Right? But, but you got to know leadership isn't something somebody else does. When God sought for a man among them, he's, got, he's looking for you. You know, they used to say, Uncle Sam wants you to join the army. You. Okay? And so you got to expect that God is looking for you to do some things. So you should expect, um, Destiny Generation, that we'll have Saturday workshops that talk to you about leadership training. And then we're going to give you assignments. And listen, you're not going to sit here saying, I'm minister so-and-so, and there's not no fruit behind you. Pastor, you know, Pastor David going to expect, listen, you so-and-so, then, then I want to see some so-and-sos following you. Going week to week, calling yourself minister, sitting at home on your do-nothing and coming back. No, 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 no. That is over. All right? And so um, you want, but God's looking for you to get the, what kind of mindset? How do you have to motivate? How do you, how do you have to behave like a leader, right? You, you, there's a certain behavior you have. Listen, part of my job as a manager is there's a certain amount of stagecraft to it. I walk in there like I'm in charge, even when I got jeans on, tennis shoes. There's a certain way I talk. There's a certain way I look at them. Right? It's just a, there's a way that I carry myself because of my leadership responsibility. All right? Well, that's got to be true for you. Stop looking for somebody else. Ever had people go into there, somebody ought to do something. You somebody. That's what I mean. You somebody. Somebody ought to do something about this. You somebody. And then finally, number eight, be open to the subtleties of God where he interrupts, intervenes, and overpower, overpowers your circumstances with his glorious power as only he can. Some of us are in situations, nobody can fix it but God. I'm just glad God's big enough for the assignment. All right, so two scriptures, uh, Romans 10, 13, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Remember, we dealt with Romans 10, and we said that if a preacher sent by God preaches a message of God to the people of God, and those people believe it and call to it, God will remove shame and cause his rich supply to come into the area where they believe and call. All right. And so he said, whosoever called on the Lord shall be saved. Sometimes we think save is just being ready for heaven and not necessarily getting us out of situations we're dealing with on earth. 
All right, but let's look at this word saved. There's a definition there of the word saved. It's the Greek word sozo. It means to be delivered or protected, to be saved or to be whole. That word, um, the apostle Paul there was quoting a scripture in Joel 2.32, which says, whoever called on the name of the Lord would be delivered. So it is talking about deliverance. And the word there, deliverance, literally means to be smooth or slippery in the sense of something or someone trying to hold you, but you too slick and they can't grab. So God's saying you can be in prison, but he got you slick and you just slip out of the devil's hands. They thought they got you, but you slipped away. That's what that word means. All right. So if a preacher that's sent preaches something and you call to it, then it'll manifest in your life. Well, Jesus is that kind of preacher. Let's look at Luke chapter 4, verses 14 through 19. And here we're going to see where Jesus preached deliverance. Luke chapter 4. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him throughout the region round about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Now look at what Jesus, this is Jesus preaching. He had been sent to preach, and if they called to what he was sent to preach, that it would manifest in his life. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, to preach deliverance to the captives, to preach deliverance to the captives, a recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the year of God's favor. That's what it means, the acceptable year of the Lord. Jesus is declaring to us that he has come to preach deliverance to you in any area where sin, Satan, the systems of this world, and even yourself has you locked up. As you take your blessing sheet that you'll get and look at what your household is believing for, given our theme for 2019, I am challenging you to challenge what has been challenging you. Yeah, I'm challenging you to challenge the thing that has been challenging you, all right? Jesus is the deliverance minister. He's coming to preach deliverance to us in 2019. Is the acceptable year, the year where the Lord wants to favor us with his deliverance power. Come on, let's stand.